Hey, hello. Hi, Avery. Nice swag. Hell yeah. See? You like it? Yeah. yeah. I got the mug too. This red okay. boy went with me to Paris. No Fuck way. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm like a terrible marketer. You guys have all the gun.io stuff, and I'm just here in my black tea. Well, David G, welcome to the Frontier Podcast. We're very excited to have you on. I'm very happy to be here. It's going to be good. These episodes are obviously staff interviews. We have just really cool people on the team, and they do really cool, unique jobs that when I talk about them with my friends, they're like, well, what does that even mean? Like, I've never heard of DevRel, or I've never heard of growth marketing. Like, talk to me about that. So... The idea here is we want to get to know you. Obviously, Tasia and I know you, but on behalf of listeners, uh, get to know you a little bit better, kind of what got you here, what you do here on the team, how you help us grow, and then advice that you've got for folks. Of course. Yeah. Always excited to talk about that. So obviously, Gun.io connects uh, software talent with companies who are hiring software talent. And David G was on our platform. Um, I don't know, how long were you on our platform before we started talking about a full-time role? I started looking at Gun.io, I, I think, three years before I joined. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was at a moment in my career where I was looking to move abroad, going outside of Brazil. And, but also I was thinking, maybe I should try remote as well. But I, I really wanted to work with companies outside Brazil. Uh, so I joined the platform trying to see how that worked. But at the same time, I was at a crazy moment in my life. I was doing so many interviews within European companies. I think I had five offers from uh, people from Netherlands on the table. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally got the one from, from Amazon and I moved there. That's why I dropped out of the platform. And then I eventually, after the whole pandemic situation, when I came back, I thought I would take a look again into Gun.io. That's where you, when you found me. Yeah, we were very lucky to find you too, kind of in that that season of kind of change for you. Yeah, yeah can, can I speak a little bit about David G and his background and how lucky we are to have him? So We'll allow it. I remember, uh, I think Faith actually was like, hey, we're hiring for this particular role on the platform that was going to help us evaluate talent that was coming in. You know, I think I don't, I don't even think we started the hiring process yet fully, but I remember speaking to David G and just like your background at Amazon, your background in building businesses and being both like a contractor and also contracting people and also scaling a team at Amazon and all and living abroad and interacting with different cultures. We were like, oh, my God, like this dude is it. You know what I mean? Like he could stand up the whole this whole half of the business that has never really been invested in. And so, yeah, I don't know what well, we met like last year or something. And it's been incredible. Even if you've been on the platform for a few years, it's like we're so fortunate that you came back from Ireland. I mean, again, your story, I don't want to yeah. ruin it, but like. Uh... <laughs> no, I think it was was on a, one of those cases. I don't. I wasn't on your end, uh, on your side at that at that point. But we've had in this past year a lot of moments where 
people come in in the platform and then we get a job in the platform and I reach out to everyone and say, hey, this is the perfect match. And I, I feel like this is what you had when you found me. Or this is the perfect match for what we're looking for. Yeah. And that's how I feel about this job. So, okay, on that note, what is your job here? Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. It's, uh, I am um, officially director of um, developer relations. This means I had the whole developer relations department, DevRel. Uh, but it's different from normally what you see on DevRel, right? So if you look at big companies and what they do and the APIs they create, if you think about DevRel, these are those people that are going through documentation, uh, helping other developers work on top of their APIs to expand on their platforms. Uh, when you think about DevRel here, we are here to take care of the developers and build that relationship so they get hired. So it's a different spin on DevRel. DevRel has hundreds of different ways companies do things, and this is the way that we do it. It's the creating a touch point where developers come into the platform and talk to us, and they make things happen for themselves. And we are always here to advocate on their behalf and, um, and make them succeed and get hired. I was on a family vacation last week, and I come from a long line of nerds and people who work in security and developers and all that. And my family notoriously thinks that I'm unemployed because they just don't understand what I do. Like, that's a joke is like, they just don't have a job. But I get that anyway, a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally, they were like, clearly, you have a job. So let's hear about it. And I was kind of telling them about the platform. And to them, the thing that stood out the most is what you do, David G and the DevRel team. Oh, that's cool. And because, you know, when you're you know this, like you've been a job seeker as a developer. And when you are either vetting platforms or recruiters or whatever, it's very rare to have a fellow senior developer who is your advocate through that whole process and who's the one who's actually doing your vetting and your matching with, um, with companies. And so that they were like, okay, that's very cool. That's very unique. From my perspective, what I think is most exciting is that I'm here rooting for them. I'm, I'm like, mm -hmm. the best feeling that I get, and this is for real, I'm not BSing because we're on a podcast. Uh, when we get people hired, I feel like, okay, this, this is my reward. I see so many people I talked to in the last few weeks and then getting them uh, to that um, job that a lot of times are going to change their lives because it's with paychecks that they're never going to get locally, right? So right. this, this mm. is life-changing. So this is very, very cool. The reward that comes from that is very cool. Yeah, no, it's like a it's like a drug. I mean, I, I remember, I, this is, I told the story on the podcast, I don't know, one of the earlier episodes, but when we were just like a job board, I remember I was on Hacker News like answering some question about jobs and some dude, he replies to my comment and is like, hey, I, I got a contract on your site and I bought a Jeep Wrangler. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't even know who this dude was. And it was crazy. I was like, this dude just found a job through us and he bought a car. That's incredible. And today with your team, we're doing that on a much larger scale. And the money's not just like to buy a car. It's like, I mean, it's like tens of thousands of dollars per month. So it's life changing. Yeah, you can you can buy houses here in Brazil for, with that kind of money. Totally. But the taxes will get you. Yes. We've been talking about that. Yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs>
Okay, so we've talked a little bit about your role and kind of the ins and outs, what you do here, what you think about all day. And it's a really specific skill set, I think, to do what you do and to do it well. You're managing people. You're thinking about generating revenue, right? Like we talk a lot about as a leadership team, revenue and um, kind of how teams are structured and all that. Um, And then obviously like, running your department, figuring out how we vet talent. How do we match talent with with clients efficiently and make sure it's a great experience for everybody? So that's like a very unique set of different skills kind of across the, the board. So I'm curious if you had to think of one previous experience in your professional history that prepared you really well for this, what would it be? It could be a collection too. Yeah, I think work, it- Working out, lifting yeah. weights. <laughs> <laughs> I Rock think climbing. it builds up over time. So when I started as a software engineer, of course, all that background, just writing code and understanding how you solve a business problem with code, that's one thing that you got to have to be in my position. Yep. You need to understand how to solve problems and, 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 and how you help company with your code. So for, I don't know, um, almost 10 years, a, up until today, I still code eventually, not as much as I'd like to, but I still do. Uh, so that whole background coding uh, on a day-to-day basis helped a lot. But once I'm moving to management, and I, that's where I got the taste for getting to help others and scaling myself. Okay, I can deliver so much more if I'm a force multiplier and I, and I help others and I enable others to, to deliver and I delegate some of my uh, things. So it started when I was working with Whirlpool. I started building my own team. That was my first experience building my own team. Own team. We were working with a, uh, on an IoT platform company had no clue what they wanted so that was cool too I can use I use that on um, here too there's it's not uncommon for companies to not have the most um, amazing technical skills so they don't really know what the end goal for their business is so allowing your technical person to lead you and to to tell you what you need to be doing that's one of the things so I learned that on that company they were trying to set up something, I, I came in and I said, hey, this is all wrong. This is what we need to do. <laughs> uh, we, I, I, I helped them. It was really cool experience setting up the team, setting up the platform, creating uh, partnerships uh, for setting up the whole uh, platform, understanding the business problems to be solved and uh, leading my team there. Those, I think that was a turnkey moment to, to help uh, leading others and then a lot of what i do on a day-to-day basis i i already had it in me but it just potentialized once i moved to aws which is being data driven insisting on a higher standards and uh, making sure well being biased towards action making things happen and just crushing everything that is on your way to get to the end goal i I cannot be sitting and not making things happen, but I need to be doing that uh, with data, right? So whenever I insist with the rest of the team, hey, let's make sure we have the data, let's take a look at the dashboards, let's understand on that I do every day and I pick a lot of that 
from when I was working with uh, AWS, uh, I was working with the most talented people in the world, right? And um, when I, I decided to leave AWS and I was working by myself, I was missing that part. Okay, I need to be working with the most talented people in the world. Uh, what is the way that I can do this? The whole world is is remote right now, and and I was still I still wanted the independence of doing my own things, um, and I I got very lucky to be involved with Gun.io because I felt like okay, this is my opportunity to not be a manager for. 20-ish 20 people, maybe like 10 to 20 people, or if, if I move to a senior management position, 50 people or something like that, but to be managing thousands of people on our platform, right? The way I see right now, every developer that is on our platform, if they want to set up a conversation with me, get a mentoring, or just talk about technology or anything they want to do in their careers, if they want to sit with me, have a one-on-one, I'm always open for that. So I feel like a manager for over thousands of people. And that's where that's that's how I feel most blessed by this position. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's so cool. So, you know, I'm curious, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I I think I fluctuate between both very easily. The thing is, I'm very comfortable being alone, which is something that is more for introverts. But I also I don't shy away on being on a, in a room full a lot of, with a lot of people. I've spoken to thousands of people, but thousands of people before. So I don't know. I'd say a mix of those. Why do you ask? Yeah, I'm curious because you know, as an engineer and now as a manager for the entire platform, you know, I'm curious about context switching. You know, how you go from coding, let's say, early morning or late at night, to then going through having six different interviews, managing the DevRel team that's actually doing the evaluations. Like, how do you, how do you kind of shift gears? Do you do time boxing? Yeah. Is it tough? So know? that's one of the things that you got to learn as a, as a technical manager. You need to, to create those slots and you allocate the time on your calendar to make room available for when you need to do some more deep thinking and when you want to be available for the team. Mm. So I learned that um, a lot. And uh, I think I, I got very good with this. Now that even for things that are not coding or just that I, okay, I need to sit here and think about the people on my team and I need to reevaluate what are the goals and where they should be going. Everything gets a time slot, even for the smallest thing. So. Mm. Yeah, that's that's how I protect my calendar and how I, I, I try to block those time to think. You can see me early mornings going through uh, the the <laughs> notifications and uh, people are, that are waiting for our responses or things like that. That's when it's supposed to happen. That's There's a reason for you can see me doing that every day early morning. Do you have any rituals around switching? Like, do you get up and go for a walk or are you just able just to like bang it out, like go through the deep thinking and switch to like a meeting? I can switch pretty quick. I, I, I don't have a ritual, but that's the good thing. Well, I have a, yeah. He's a superhuman. <laughs> He's like Armin <laughs> Van Buren. <laughs> <laughs> that was master one, classes. One small secret that I think helps me a lot 
I really love taking 15 minutes naps after lunch. Ah, that's yeah. that's the yeah. best. I love that. Do you go to sleep in those 15 minutes? Yeah, deep sleep. Yeah. If I tell you right now, I'm going to sleep right now, I can sleep here in front of you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, I want to make that a podcast episode one day. David G., I'm curious about, uh, just a hard left here. Um, I'm curious about benchmarks. Caffeine's more interesting. Hey, our best performing posts about caffeine pills. So we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Your, Your role is so unique. There's probably very few, if any, people who have to think about the same things and achieve the same things as you do in this role. Whereas like me and Tasia, like we can Google how to be a good marketing leader or how to be a good CEO and consume content. I definitely and, don't Google that. You know, that, or but... like, okay. Or if we're not Googling, at least we have like folks that we look up to, right? Like people who we think CEO very well or market very well. And it's a little, it's a little bit different for you, David G, because you're, there's just really no public benchmarks like that. So I'm curious, like, who, who do you look to, to kind of tell you what good looks like? Um, and how, how do you benchmark yourself that way? That's a good question. I try to think about it in a way that, um, going back to my roots as an engineering manager, what should I do? Because in the end of the day, the the talent advocates, they're all engineers. So instead of them doing tasks and writing codes and submitting GitHub issues or things like that on the day-to-day basis, I think about the jobs and the people that they have to work with. And I use the same techniques that I learned as an engineering manager to manage the team and, and being a good manager for them. So I try to, okay, so I don't have a reference. Let's let me use my own reference as what I, what I have before and try to use that. And I try to validate some hypotheses. This is the way that I do things. And if they don't work, I would, I would have changed. But it seems to be working, so I, I didn't change that far. So I'm, I'm working as a DevRel uh, director the same way as I would do as an engineering manager managing the, the engineers on my team. So that's that's how I think about it. So if you see all the techniques that I use, uh, monitoring, observing the results, and, and always be looking at the data, those always uh, relate to the engineering manager practice. That's a good kind of strategy for anybody who's stepping into a role that might be a little bit undefined like that, is to think, you know, what is what is the the overlay here with, you know, other management roles or whatever that I can kind of pull from? Like I said, I think that's what's unique about your role is it's really like a conglomeration of a lot of different stuff. So I tell my friends that this position that I am is really fun because I get to wake up and do whatever I want to do. Okay. Today, I'm going to do this. I think this is the way I'm going to test this hypothesis. Maybe it's not, but yeah, I have all the freedom. Thank you, Tasia, for that, uh, to go and try to test those hypotheses. And next week, I do something different or it's really, really fun that way. It keeps things interesting, right? So I'm, I'm a person that if, if the job, if, if there's something that's not very interesting, I, 
I start to try to find other ways to make things interesting. If I fail on that, if I cannot find, then it becomes a problem. So uh, I'm lucky that every day I find a way to make this um, uh, DevRel director position very interesting and work on the things that I like. Yeah, I think a unique uh, trait that David G also brings to the team is it's like, you know, when you have a leadership team, every person brings their own um, set of processes and they change actually the way that the company or the team makes decisions. Like every single person mm -hmm. added to the decision making group changes the way. And I, and I think David G's superpower, like not just in running DevRel as an excellent department, is like he forces all of us to approach conversations through a data-driven standpoint, right? Like anytime we're trying to make yeah. a decision based on rhetoric, he's like, no, what's the data? Like, why are we doing this? How do we support this? What's the goal? And I think, um, you know, maybe that's personality, maybe that's your training in your previous roles, but that's been something that's, I think, had a really positive influence beyond just DevRel. And it's like, that's been an impetus for us to, you know, prioritize getting a data pipeline in place, a singular dash for all the teams. That's, that's been incredible. And, it, and I, I like it because it's been only a year and you can see so much that changed. And I feel like, uh, I feel good because I touched a lot of a lot of things like that, right? And I don't I don't really care which department it is. I just I just want to help us as a team. We're all together, uh, help us as a team grow this business and make sure we get people hired. I've got a question probably on behalf of folks who are listening, which is you know imagine somebody who has been an IC programmer for their career. And they're really, really interested in joining a company, maybe like ours, that, you know, fewer than 20 employees, but moving fast and profitable and all that good stuff. Um, and they want to join in a non-engineering role, something like yours, where they have a chance to really build out a department and affect change. What advice would you have for somebody like that, essentially to pursue a similar career path as you? Well, first of all, when you're interviewing, make sure you ask a whole lot of questions. Ask, uh, try to uh, to understand if the if the company aligns to you, your values, if the things that you're going to do on a day to day basis that are not coding, uh, not as an individual contributor, and if they make sense um, to your path. Mm. Mostly just try to have fun, right? Find a way to have fun. If, it, if it's not fun, it's not worth it. So always try to have fun when you're working on something. That's good advice. I think a lot of David G's <laughs> magic is like him. You know, it's hard to be like copy and paste the particular strategy for, you oh, know, yeah. I, 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 it's like good leaders have found a way to be themselves and, uh, strong, and identify their strengths and their weaknesses and like, let that be, you know, how they manage. That sounds trite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's true. And I think that really, David G, the first piece of advice that you just gave is like, ask questions and be kind of relentless in your search for something that really aligns with you, not just something that's going to pay you well, or something that like looks cool on a resume, but like, something that really energizes you. Because I think Tasia, that's what you're calling out is you can tell when that's when that alignment is there and it's like a genuine thing. It's so easy to tell. Oh yeah. You know, I just remember one thing that someone told me about, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that, because there's always, 
um, people that are here in Brazil that are good um, engineers, there's always a dream that you can work with companies outside. And it used to be a more far-fetched dream, and now it feels closer because a lot of people are remote. And one thing I was told 80 years ago was that if you want to work with a company outside of Brazil, you should never move outside being an individual contributor. People never hire managers from abroad. And it's, this is somewhat true. It's, it, it, does not, it does not happen very often. So when I got hired to relocate from Brazil to Ireland to work with um, AWS as a manager, I was like, this, this is unreal. This isn't happening. I was told this was impossible. I'm doing the impossible here. So mm -hmm. it, was, it felt pretty cool. But then when I got there and I got more intimate with the folks that I was working with, I was like, hey, I'm curious. I don't see other folks coming from, uh, from Brazil getting hired directly as a manager. I see people evolving from senior engineers to manager, but not directly. And they just told me, dude, you crushed the interview. So... <laughs> What could we do? We, we needed to hire you. We needed you here. You were good. Uh, so if you, so the thing that I would say to people, don't, don't listen to that BS. If someone ever tells you that you, don't, you cannot be a manager working with a company outside Brazil, of course you can. Just believe in yourself. Keep doing the good job. And if that's your dream, that, that you can make that happen. Yeah. It's crazy how many limiting beliefs people have. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. some of that is cultural and then give to others yeah totally right and, and doing so actually reaffirms that oh this is actually true it's okay that i believe this i'm not limiting my own self if somebody else believes it right well if you want david jr corner helping you combat those limiting beliefs and helping you get hired with really awesome clients um, when you sign up for Gun.io, David G is one of the first faces you'll see, um, and he's he's that's his whole job is you know being your advocate as a developer. So, David G, we're super lucky to have you. I'm so excited for people to learn more about what you do because I think it's just such a cool career trajectory um, and such you know a differentiating factor for us as a company. So. Thank you, guys. Thank I really you very appreciate much. It. I'm always very happy. If anyone wants to reach out, I'm happy to talk to anyone. All right, you guys. Thank you. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast powered by Gun.io. We drop two episodes per week, so if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and come hang out with us again next week and bring all your internet friends. If you have questions or recommendations, just shoot us a Twitter DM at The Frontier Pod, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Frontier podcast produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.